It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bot, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here is Dick Bot with today's complete story. Hey, Rich, I tell you what, I have I have just a couple of questions to ask you. First of all, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Did you have plenty of turkey to eat? And did you take a nap in the afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> Mom always makes sure we have plenty to eat on Thanksgiving. And now my sister, Sherry, of course, yeah, we, takes over that, that uh, responsibility. Uh, Sherry's, and, and Sherry and Mom. And yeah, we had a great Thanksgiving. Sherry's Thank you. your older sister. She doesn't like us to say that, of course. But, She's uh, okay with and it. And she has 13 grandchildren. So we go to Grandma Sherry's That's house. That's right, Grandma now. Sherry. <laughs> we go to Grandma Sherry's house. And uh, that way, that way, Shirley and I, I, in the afternoon, we can say, well, I'll, thank you so much. Now, we're going to go home and take a nap. Now, right after Thanksgiving comes what? Christmas. Right. And, and man, alive, you hear all these other you know, radio stations. Uh, they're playing Christmas music, Christmas songs, and, and you see the lights, and you see all the what's happening in the stores. But... Bot Radio Network, you know, we're, we're not a music station, but we're a Christmas station gonna, 365 days listen, a year. Folks, but I'm going to tell you, before we get into this now, I want to say, our friend Lisa Watson, you were at a conference in Washington, D.C., and someone said, well, if you live in the Midwest, uh, you must know Lisa Watson. And you said, well, you weren't sure. That was Ray Moore that said and, that. Well, I know. He's a homeschool author right, and right. writer and everything, and so... We thought, well, we ought to look into this person then, and and we met her, and because Ray Moore said she's a national treasure. She's a national treasure, and she lives right there in your home city of Kansas yeah, City. Yeah. If you don't know her, you need to look her up anyway, and get to know her. And, and we, we did. did. And Lisa, see, Lisa, that oh man, alive. There's so many things in her story, and she's right here in the studio. But I don't know if I'll let her have a chance to tell it or not. I might tell it for her. Uh, but you know what? Um, Lisa is pro-life. But also, after that little baby is born, she wants to see they get a good education. She wants to see that little child have dreams and aspirations and fulfillment of their potential. And so education is something that's very near and dear. Welcome, Lisa. Hey, thank you, Rich. Thank you, Mr. Bott. (laughs) Thanks for having me again. So anyway, now, the people are going out to start shopping. My word, the Christmas season is upon us and they'll be buying and they'll be opening up their billfolds and they'll be getting a present for this and a present for that everybody will be wanting to queue up and see santa claus and one thing or another i wonder if they'll ever hear the word christmas in the stores or in the schools or anywhere else tell you what there was a song that i just love and i want to hear it now where is the line to see jesus Approaching snow starting to fall, shoppers choosing their presents, people filling the mall, children waiting for Santa with excitement and glee. Little boy tucked my sweater. Looked up and asked me
listen, listen. I love that. Oh, yeah, I love it. It brought tears to my eyes. But listen, Lisa, until six years ago, you were an atheist. That's correct. And now in six years, then, 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 then you became a Christian through somebody saying on, on the television, Christian television program, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. And that got your attention, didn't it? That's correct. There's an apologetic. His name is Frank Turek. T-U-R-E-K. I went home one night just to watch a TV show and relax after work. Um, The show that I was trying to watch didn't come on. Instead, another show came on, and the name of that show was I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. And that got your attention. That got my attention. It was funny. Yeah. See, I was thinking when I heard this little boy singing, why does it take a child to have to remind us that we're forgetting that Christmas is the birth of Christ. And um, and I want to be frank here, folks, right here in the Midwest, uh, right here in the one of the school districts in the Kansas City area, the superintendent has decreed, we'll be talking more about that, that they will not acknowledge Christmas. It'll be happy holiday stuff or Easter and that sort of thing. Winter break. Yeah, but winter I think that's break. happening all over the country. Tell you what, folks, I'm kind of wondering, where are the parents? Right. Where are the adults? See, it takes a child to say, where's the line to see Jesus, for goodness sakes? Where are the adults? Where are the parents? Where are the voters? Where are the taxpayers? Because at 83 years old, I can remember going going to school in, in Minneapolis, Robbinsdale, and we always had a Christmas tree, and it was Christmas, for goodness sakes. I think each of the little children in grade school and junior high, we would bring Christmas cards for each other, and they all acknowledge Christmas. So are we going backwards or are we going forwards? Definitely backwards, um, Mr. Bott. If we all remember the story in 1984, um, the main character's job was to actually rewrite the books. And that's what he did all day. He deleted, he rewrote, and destroyed the past. And they said he who controls the present controls the past. Mm. So we're living in an Orwellian time. Well, we're going to be talking with Lisa off and on about education and, and giving the children a decent education from the first grade forward. That's been missing in our educational system for years, hasn't it? Correct. And um, Charles Finney, uh, the pastor from the 1800s, said, I won't go into the long details, but basically every problem in society, we can blame the church. It'll be the church's fault. We just heard David Barton on your show, and he said an interesting number. He said that there were 347,000 churches in America. Well, I happen to know that there's less than 99,000 schools in America, so it shouldn't be that difficult for 347,000 churches to replace 99,000 so the problem schools. with the church is the church is not being the church. Correct. Listen out, listen Salt out. and light. Oh, Correct. Man. Hey, we're having so much fun here. Uh, there's another song. There's another song. You know, if you get the music right in your heart, you get the music right. As a man thinketh, that's this is in the a mind. story. This is that's a story coming it's up. That's a story. That's a story. And if you get, if, if as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now you do your thinking in your head. But that has to be giving you a right heart. Listen to this, folks. My mama told me something when I was growing up that has forever changed my life. She played the piano at our little church at 3rd and Pine Street for 37 years. She tried to teach me to play the piano, (laughs) but I wasn't very good. She would teach me the names of the notes, what a major key is, what a minor key is. She tried to teach me musical theory, but I was just bored. 
Then, one day, she told me that the best news in the world is found by playing a simple scale on the piano. I had no idea what she meant, so she told me to play an eight-note scale. So I did. I said, how is that good news? And she said I played it incorrectly and that I needed to play it the other way. So I did. Again, I said, how is that good news? And she said I played it the right way, but I needed to add the pauses. The pauses? She said, the pauses. Add them on the first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. Now, I was frustrated and said, how can eight notes with random pauses be the best news in the world? Then I got up, walked away, and went outside. Frankly, I didn't care what she was talking about. I didn't like playing the piano anyway. Well, years later, my mama got sick and passed away. As I was thinking about her, I remembered what she told me about the piano. Not only that, I still remember the notes she told me to pause. The first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. So I sat down at her piano and played the scale with the pauses. she was talking about. Isn't that amazing? Yes, joy to the isn't, world. Isn't the amazing? Lord is yeah, come. Folks, this is Christmas. I tell you, if I hear anyone say happy holidays to me, I don't know. You know, I'm going <laughs> to... Just smile and I, say Merry I'm Christmas. I'm going to smile. I'm going to be nice about it. I'm going to show the love of Christ. But it'll still remind me that they don't know. They don't know. They're not putting the pauses together. They're not putting the notes together, and that'll just be a big shame. Now, here, Rich and Lisa, let's turn a corner, because if you are in trouble, you're out shopping, you're doing anything, and uh, your car breaks down or somebody hits you, you have an accident, who are you going to call? You're going to call a policeman. You're going to call a policeman, because the policemen are there to help, to serve, to get you out of trouble, and or whatever, if you're in danger. If you're in danger, who do you call? In an orderly society, the policemen are supposed to uphold the law. They're supposed to protect the people. They are supposed to be there when you need help or anything else. Isn't that right? Right. So I don't know. I read something just a while back that there's a big problem now because nobody wants to be a policeman anymore because all of a sudden wearing that uniform puts a target Mm. on their back. Right. Just just this past week, four police officers in different parts of the country were were assassinated. Somebody walked up and shot them and killed them. When you have a disorderly society or a disorganized electorate in society, and let's face it, whether it's a preacher or whether it's a lawyer or whether it's a doctor or whether it's anything, a a policeman is also. You get some bad apples in the barrel. And, and whoever controls the barrel is supposed to keep weeding out the bad apples. So we always, we always have sometimes a problem with the leaders, but not the person doing the work. Because the policemen on the beat, in the patrol car, they're supposed to do their job as professionals and uphold the law, 
not be worried about somebody's excuses or anything else. That's what they are. But we've come to a sad situation. And it's a good thing to think about this at Christmas time, I'll tell you, because there's a lot to think about. And that's one of them. I would like, I would like Rich and, uh, and uh, Lisa and uh, the rest of our audience now to hear what Highway Trooper Bob Welch said about Christmas. Here it is. I'm going to tell you a story from my Highway Patrol days. I simply call this my Christmas Eve. The hour is late, should go to bed, near midnight, I believe. But memories keep me wide awake this snowy Christmas Eve. Yes, memories of my kids moved on. Each has their separate life. And how the holidays have changed since angels took my wife. The toys, the food, the Christmas cheer. My wife would bear the load because I would work most holidays, state trooper on the road. Just sitting in my easy chair, so many years retired, I reminisce on times gone by and all that has transpired. Of all the many happenings that seemed to come to light, a multitude of them occurred right on this very night. A drunken woman in Iraq who died on Christmas Eve leaves memories of a tragic case most people can't believe. I had to drive to where she'd lived to tell her next of kin, found the run-down mobile home she had been living in. The person answering the door, I still recall today, a little girl about four years old. She said, I'm Sue McKay. I asked her if her dad was home and felt the longest pause. She said, my daddy ran away. You must be Santa Claus. My mommy said you'd come tonight if I just stayed in bed and bring a pretty doll for me. It's what my mommy said. I broke the law that Christmas Eve, did not call child's care. They'd merely put her in a room and that I couldn't bear. I picked her up and took her home. My wife tucked her in bed and wrapped the pretty doll for her, just like her mommy said. Adopted by a loving home and soon they moved away. I won't forget that Christmas Eve and little Sue McKay. Another bitter Christmas Eve, a blizzard to behold, had left a family in the ditch just trapped there in the cold. By grace of God, I spotted them all cold and gaunt with fright, drove them to a motel room to safely spend the night. One Christmas Eve, a homeless man, shivering and wet, was trying hard to get a ride I'm sure he'd never get. I picked him up and drove him to a diner on the hill to warm his bones and left him with a $5 bill. Strange how when you're all alone with memories you recall, you think of everything you've done. Was it worth it all? I think about my God, my job, my children, and my wife. Would I do it all the same? Could I relive my life? Then comes a knock upon my door. This late, who could it be? A neighbor? Or has Santa Claus come to visit me? The figure standing in the cold gives me a sudden fright. A trooper with that solemn look. Dear God, who's died tonight? I'm flashing back through bygone years and how I'd often stood on someone's porch to bring them news and it was never good. Is this how life gets back at me? For misery I've induced, where pain I've caused some other folks has now come home to roost? But looking in the trooper's eyes, my mind is in a whirl. I see a pleasant countenance. The trooper is a girl. She smiled and reached to shake my hand, and silence wasn't broken until a tear rolled down her cheek, and then she softly spoke. I'm sure you don't remember me, but thought I'd stop and say, God bless you on this Christmas Eve. I'm Trooper Sue McKay. 
Man, what do you say after that? That amazing Lisa, you, you pay it forward, don't you? Right, humanity. You pay it forward. Yeah, you pay it forward. You know, there's another song I like. Do you have anything to add, Rich, before we go on? No, no. That's, you know, that's what the policeman does, folks. That's his job. Yes. His job is also to give us a ticket. Okay. His job is also to control traffic. His, his job also is to arrest somebody. Uh, his job is to bring order and uh, enforce the law. His job is is multiplied with so many responsibilities. But anyway, Lisa, your heart is for children and to get them a good education, to get them uh, uh, so they can. Uh, and, you know, I want to ask both of you something. Donald Trump is the first presidential candidate. Now, listen, folks, I don't know whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or whether you I don't I don't, don't want to. Uh, that isn't my concern right now. But he's the first presidential candidate that said, I want good schools in everywhere, everywhere. And, and a choice for the parents or the caregivers. That's the key is the choice. Everybody the says choice. good schools, good schools. But he says, I need to give the choice to the parents. he specifically mentioned the inner cities. Right. Yes. Why should inner cities not be helped and cured? And sometimes, sometimes the cure, you know, is going to take a little of whatever, more than a Band-Aid. More than a Band-Aid, more than a freebie, but why can't we get on with it? And no one has even mentioned, Donald Trump has not only mentioned it, he's gone there, and I'm just going to watch him like a hawk to be sure that he performs, because the children are the future, and we've been losing them generation after generation after generation, haven't we? Absolutely, and that's one of the major reasons that drew me to support Donald Trump early on. He started talking about school choice. He started saying that he wanted to put $12,000 into the hands of the parents for them to make the decision about which school they thought was a best fit for their child. He started talking about the false narrative that we have, that everyone is getting a good education. It's a false (laughs) narrative. He called out both sides, and he said, we cannot continue to waste time with this debate. The parents need to have a choice. They're trapped in failing districts. We have a district in Kansas City that went unaccredited for 30 years. People are too okay with the status quo. It's got to change, and it's got to change now. Uh, It'll be interesting to see who he appoints as the Secretary of Education. I've I've heard some good names floated. We're going to have Lisa... We're going to have Lisa on the complete story a lot. You can just see where her heart is. And, I mean, she's going to work for every child. Every child lays in bed at night and thinks, I don't have a room. I don't have a lot of things. I don't have a lot of things. And other kids, they seem to, you know, have more. And I love this little song because, once again, it comes down to the gospel. It comes down to the Bible. It comes down to Jesus Jesus, I heard that I can depend on you. Listen to this, folks. Jesus, I heard you had a big house where I could have a room of my own. And Jesus, I heard you had a big I heard you had clothes in your closet 
Sunday school teacher, uh, every teacher in a school, anyone who's working with children, what a blessed opportunity to influence That reminds me of the little girl in the previous story where the trooper took her in that night. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Listen, we're running out of time. Is it okay to say Merry Christmas when you go shopping? Well, I tell you what, I want to have time for this song. Yes, I think it is. Listen to this song.
be missing. Now let's see if not for Christ's nativity. No silent night or first Noels, no Santa sleigh or jingle bells, no star atop the Christmas tree, no special day for family, no bells that ring for angels' wings, no dolls and trains as Santa brings, no drummer boys or Tiny Tim, no Mr. Scrooge, we all know him, no list of who's been good or bad, well, maybe that won't be too sad, no candy canes or mistletoe, no Christmas lights out in the snow, no stockings with so much care hoping Santa finds them there and one more thing there wouldn't be no partridge in a pear rum-a-dum-bum if you This is Dick and Rich Bot with another chapter of the complete story. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>